This is Reset and can be found at mccabe.io. I'll be talking about anything that plugs in or takes batteries, mostly home automation, networking, home storage, and I'll be bringing some friends along. Reset was inspired by a bent paperclip that's sat on my desk for years. It reminds me that no matter how much we mess something up, there's usually a reset button. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Reset. I'm your host, David McCabe. You found on Twitter, McCabe.io. And show notes and all the good stuff we talk about can be found at reset.fm. This is episode number 30. So all you got to do is put in reset.fm slash 30, and you'll find the show notes. So recently, something happened out there in the storage world that has kind of turned everything upside down down and I think we're going to talk about that quite a bit on this episode we'll see how long it takes depending I don't know we'll see how long it takes for me to get through this sometimes I can breeze through a topic in five minutes or less and sometimes I just go on and on so let's let's try to tackle this on August 22nd crash plan came out with a Big notice saying, effective August 22nd, Code 42 will no longer offer new or renew crash plan for home subscriptions. And we will begin to sunset the product over several months. Crash plan for home will no longer be available for use starting on October 23rd. At Code 42, protecting your data is as important to... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to skip that part. So crash plan. No more home, switching to business, and upping the price a little bit. So let's go through this. There there is a lot to go through. I mean, I could just literally tell you that and be done and just have that a bullet point on a podcast. But that is really, that's really not the case. There is a lot to this, and there's a lot that we need to go through. So let's get started. So if you're that one person who signed up for Crash Plan on August 21st, you've got one year and two months. So Crash Plan is going to extend your home subscription, all of you, by 60 days. No cost to you. You're getting extended 60 days. So that is the first plus to this entire thing. If your subscription runs out, if you're, let's say it just runs out January 1st, you've got until 60 days beyond that date to make a decision. Now, your decision is continue with crash plan, and that is moving to their business plan, small business plan, or going elsewhere, completely starting anew. And we're going to go over these options, but... Maybe we should ask why. Why is Crash Plan? Why why are they doing this? Haven't we supported them over the years? We have. I've used them extensively up until a year and a half ago. Maybe it's my fault. I don't think so. I think maybe it's you guys out there with your DVD ISOs uploaded. Maybe it's your fault. Too much data and too little profit for Crash Plan. And I think it's probably 
that probably has something to do with it. They're going for those deeper pockets in the businesses, although the small business plan starts at $10 a month. It's really not a bad price if you really think about it, what what you're getting offered. So why? I, I don't know. They're not, they're not saying. I've seen some speculation out there, and I hate to... Gosh, I hate to throw out speculation and all rumor and whatnot, but look, everybody's done it. Cloud services have come and gone, and here we are. They're not shuttering. They're not closing the doors and going home. They're not shutting down whatsoever. They're just changing the rules on us. Just upping the price, really. So that that we have to deal with. Backing up in the first place, why? You know, maybe we should talk about that. Why? Are, why are we doing this? The backup industry, folks like myself, the blogs, like HomeServerShow.com and the forums, always advocate three different backups, at least in two different locations, right? So you have a backup in your house, you've got a server, you've got a NAS, you've got an external drive, possibly. You've got, you need to have that in two locations, right? You could probably consider your computer as a location, but that's a kind of the, the weakest link, right? You might have it on a NAS, you might have that NAS backed up to a USB drive, and You need to have it in an off-site location like crash plan or, you know, other other parties. And we're going to talk about those too. Now, even if you have it in your own location, you are susceptible, 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 I can't even say that. Human error can always creep in. You need to go back and listen to Mr. Backup. Was it Reset 22? I think it was Reset 22. Go to reset.com. Reset.fm, my pardon. And look for Mr. Backup. That will tell you how easy it is to goof something up. And I've been on the forums, homeservershow.com slash forums, saying the transition, you better get it right. Do not goof up. Transition is where you can make the most mistakes. And Mr. Backup can prove it because I did. I didn't know I lost files until years later that I lost files. Got them back. Did get them back. Go listen to Mr. Backup. It's actually, um, you might have a little fun at my expense. My routine now has changed a little bit, but is still somewhat the same. I lost those files migrating, not from cloud to cloud, but from platform to platform. An essential server here in my house to a NAS, full-time NAS. So my routine now, just to clarify, is... No longer including CrashPlan. When I when I left the server platform, I left CrashPlan Crash Plan behind because I went to a Synology NAS, which does not have a native client to back up to the CrashPlan cloud. So I had to leave them. 
And that's what got me in trouble. It was a year and a half ago. I That migration of data. So right now I'm, I have everything on a, a big, huge, mongous NAS. And I back that up to an external drive that's hanging off of the NAS. I also have a routine that backs that up to another NAS, which is in roughly the same location. And then it backs up to a secondary NAS, maybe tertiary NAS, on a different floor. And then all of that important data flies out to various locations in the cloud, like OneDrive, Amazon Drive, Amazon S3. And I also have grandma drives, hard drives in which you place important files, box up, static bag up, box up, bubble wrap up, and take to grandma's house. Those are never guaranteed either. But hey, it's just, it's another spoke, it's another cog in the wheel to keep you safe and keep you round, right? Enough about that. Back to crash plan. We've talked about how long you have. Now, what if you want to move? What if this angers you so? You say, Dave, I just want off of crash plan. I do not trust them anymore. They do not have any agreements with any provider online as of this podcast to do cloud-to-cloud migration. You are stuck with your data in your location as it stands, and you will have to re-upload. Re-upload everything. That is simply not a solution for a lot of people. I kind of dinged CrashPlan on Twitter for that. That tweet got a lot of of likes, a lot of retweets. I'm trying not to be too harsh on them because I understand the situation they are in. I was hoping that not only did they team up with someone, but they would provide some sort of means and method to do a cloud-to-cloud. It's disappointing. It's disappointing. We're going to talk more about cloud-to-cloud later if to see if you do have a solution or not. So if you move... Yes, you have to re-upload. What if you stay? Say, crash plan, I'm going to stay. I'm going to go with your business plan. If you want to do that, it's honestly not a bad deal. Let's let's break it down a little bit. So you're playing you're paying now what? Roughly $5 a month. I think that's what it was. Now you're going to go to $10 a month which is not a bad deal if you think about it. Everybody out there in the industry, OneDrive, Amazon Drive, is around 60 bucks a year for a terabyte. One terabyte, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I need to check my notes. There's a lot of data on this, on this podcast. And if you stay with CrashPlan and go to their small business account, you will get five terabytes. Now, that number right there is probably getting the gourd of a lot of you because you've got more than five terabytes. And yes, you've got to figure out what to do with it. 
And right then and there, I would become very concerned on what to do with my data. How are they going to treat that data? We, we, we do need some more answers. And I'm going to say right here, right now, that I, may, I don't have all the answers. But we have forums, right? We can discuss this. And if I make a mistake in this podcast, I'm going to refer you to a forums post, homeservershow.com slash forums. I will put this post in the show notes out at reset.fm slash three zero. So bear with me if I misstate something. Sometimes you'll catch me mixing up the GB with the TB, and that drives people absolutely bat crap crazy. I know it does. You email me about it all the time when I mix up my gigs with my terabytes. I know. So we're deciding we're going to stay. We have less than five terabytes. We're going to get 60 days added to the end of our term. And, and, when you purchase 12 months of this new small business plan, they are going to give you 75% off of that cost. That is a phenomenal deal for the folks that have five terabytes and under. So what is that? $90 off of the price of 120. So we got 30 bucks for the first year. Phenomenal price. And I think I did confuse the earlier pricing of $60 with normal services for that one terabyte. And you're paying 120 at $10 a month for crash plan, but you're getting five terabytes. So yes, I, I, I shouldn't be doing math on a podcast. It's not my thing. But you can see how that's a good deal. If you're under five terabytes, to me, this is a no-brainer. Do not rock the boat. Don't do anything crazy. Yes, think about it, evaluate it, but you've got a year and 60 days in which to migrate on down the road, right? So I think you're fine. That's exactly what I would do. I would probably put it off until the last week, honestly. And I'd be all kinds of in a mess. Now, you can always pay for month to month with Crash Plan, 10 days, right? Or $10 a month. I think you can pay month to month. Don't quote me on that. You may have to pay annual. But that's a good deal. Now, that allows you to continue on Crash Plan and all your data moves over. It doesn't actually it doesn't move over. It just it just stays where it's at. It's crash plan, right? It's there. A couple of things you might be using with the crash plan personal, the home account, is that computer to computer backup. That's not going to be available on the small business plan. That little feature has been tried many, many a time on this podcast by tons of members of the forums and works pretty well. These people use it to back up, use, have a little backup service in their home, to their vacation home, to grandma's home, little things like that, backing up to a friend's computer as well. That's not going to be able to, um, that's not going to work. There is an FAQ on what to do if that's your thing. They're going to kind of try to help you, you know, move away from that. Get your data back, possibly, from that friend's computer. Yes. 
your home account will close and you will convert over to a small business account and you will never, ever go back to Crash Plan for Home. You're never, ever getting back together. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's kind of, it kind of is what it is, right? It's, they're just raising the price. If you're under five terabytes, your price just got raised and you have a year to think about it. Maybe things change. Maybe, maybe, maybe they raise it again. Maybe they don't. Maybe everybody else raises their prices. You never know what's going to happen. Take the year. If you're under five terabytes. There's another big gotcha. I, I'm sorry. There's another big gotcha. No multiple computers. So this, if we were dividing up, dividing up 100 people who had crash plan for home, you know, we just took out 25 of you that have over five, five terabytes. And we took out another 25 to 50 of you that are using one home account with multiple computers, right? You know, it would be interesting to get you to go to homeservershow.com forums and tell me how much data you have out there in CrashPlan. Just curious. Just curious. I can't remember how much I actually ended with. I thought it was around, it was less than a terabyte. I think I would have been fine with any kind of CrashPlan migration here. It was less than a terabyte. But 75% discount for first 12 months. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. We shouldn't be too hard on them. They do need to eat and pay the, uh, pay the heating bills up there in Minnesota. Which I've heard can be rather cold. Do you want to re-upload that data? How's your data caps? You better look into that. You better call the old ISP and say... Hey, I've got a year to upload to a new service. Maybe I should start thinking about my data caps. Yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about tucking your tail and running. We're leaving. Goodbye, crash plan. I've got six terabytes and I cannot whittle it down to five. I'm out of here. I was curious if a cloud to cloud option existed. We've talked about these in the past. If you followed me or this podcast in its previous life as home server show, we've talked about Otixo. We've talked about a couple of more. I used to use one called, what was it called? SME, SME storage or something like that. Otixo had a deal and we did that for 99 cents for three months and we transferred stuff back and forth. There's a lot of others now, tons of others. Mover.io, MultCloud, CloudSphere, all these startup companies omitting the vowels, thinking they're all cool, CloudSphere. There's a lot of these, but not one I could find integrated with crash plan so you can't get your data off if you could do one of these transfer programs cloud to cloud you could push your data somewhere i always used to advocate if you wanted to move to one of these services it would probably be more effective to use a cloud to cloud like otixo and move that data back and forth like just 
OneDrive to Google Drive or something like that. Just move it back and forth with one of these cloud services. Most of it you could probably do for free on their free account. And if you had to pay five to ten bucks for a couple months, so be it. That's better than cratering your ISP and getting yelled at and going to uh, a different tier of service on your cable modem, right? I, I just couldn't find anything that works with CrashPlan. You are free to let me know if you can find something CrashPlan subscribes to or vice versa where you can get your cloud-to-cloud on with CrashPlan. I, I couldn't find it with Backblaze or... What's the other one? Carbonite. I need to talk about Carbonite too. Seems crash plan. CEO gave a little phone call to Carbonite. Said we've selected Carbonite as our exclusive partner for home users. If you would like to get Carbonite, please click here. In the small print, we will not transfer your data to them. You can just get a cheap and easy discount on Carbonite. 50% off, actually, on select Carbonite plans. Easy peasy, right? Well, it's not completely easy if you've got to re-upload everything. I'm not, I'm, I'm just not seeing that that is a solution if you got to re-upload something. That's where that's where the human element is going to come into play. You need to verify this data too. Go check this data on your server that's going up to crash plan. Make sure it's there. Make sure it's all good to go. No refunds, of course. If you did sign up a week ago, uh, you're not getting a refund, which kind of stinks. Because they did do this while knowing you signed, just signed up, and they said, "Yeah, too bad for that guy. We'll give him fifty percent off of a carbonite plan. Cannot renew, and everything will stop." October twenty second, two thousand eighteen. Now it's funny to see everybody out there. In their blogs, changing their recommendations. Crash Plan used to be top of the heap, guys. Mostly because it was considered unlimited. It was never unlimited. There were limits. And you could find in their terms and services, whatever you call it, that there were... It, there was verbiage that said that they could uh, they could shut you down if they wanted to. I found it at one point. I probably posted it in the forums, but... So what are our back, what are our alternatives? So we talked about Carbonite. Carbonite's a decent service. Don't get me wrong. They've got their ins and outs like everybody else. And the biggest thing, if you were transferring several computers in your house to your crash plan, well, Carbonite and Backblaze, these guys are just not going to do that can't do multiple computers to one account. Now you can, in services like Backblaze and possibly Carbonite as well, you can manage the payment of multiple computers with one login, but you just can't gang up on their poor little spinning hard drives 
with all of your data on all of your PCs to one account. It's not going to work. They want multiple accounts and multiple dollars out of your wallet. And perhaps this is what befell crash plan. Maybe this is what caused all this business. Maybe they thought the the dollars would come. Mm-mm. It's not happening. It's not happening. What are our, our alternatives? There's a lot, actually. And this is probably the touchiest part of the conversation. Because it involves recommendations. It involves what is best for you and your family and your data. And that is never going to be the same as what is best for me and what is best for the next listener. Toodling down the road, listening to Reset, hollering at Dave, saying, Carbonite stinks, Dave. Carbonite stinks. Well, it may. So there's always Backblaze. There's always Amazon S3, Amazon yeah, Amazon uh, Glacier. What else? There's tons. There's tons, guys. So the first thing we need to do is we need to talk about what is storage and backup and what is sync. Not kitchen, but with a Y. Let's throw these out there. Dropbox, iCloud Drive, OneDrive, Google Drive. Now, you can use Google Drive as backup, but it's typically seen. All of these services are typically used as syncing cloud services where you can sync your phone to your computer to your NAS. Works pretty well. But let's say on that NAS, you've got it set to sync and you delete a file. Well, it's going to run right out there to OneDrive and delete it. And a couple days later, it might not be in the trash receptacle on OneDrive for you to retrieve if you need it. So don't confuse sync with backup. I like OneDrive and Google Drive. I actually like Dropbox for, for some uses. But it is not backup. Now that's one of the first things that we could disagree on, right? A lot of you may be using one of these services and it's just fine. It's it's backup. Your photos go from your phone to your OneDrive. Well, let's take myself. I'm using this for almost like a backup, except I do have it set to sync. And I have it set to sync because I can manage the space better. So I take a I take a picture, that photo goes up to OneDrive. Let's just use OneDrive as an example. It then in turn syncs with my NAS, copies that folder to my NAS. I could be taking a picture of my NAS and it would still take this convoluted trip through, through the wires, through the clouds to me. But that's pretty handy. That is pretty handy to do that. And then, that night, it would get backed up to multiple locations if I needed it. 
those backups grow, grow, and grow, and grow. But my main unit, if I do not want it, I delete it, and it's gone. It will, it will disappear. If I delete it from the NAS, it'll disappear from the OneDrive and vice versa. If I go to OneDrive on a web browser, say, wow, why did I take a picture of my foot? Delete that. Boom. It's gone off of the NAS almost instantaneously. Works very well. It will not delete from the backup that went the night before. It, it just won't do that. So there, there are options, many options. There are so many cloud backup services. We've talked about Carbonite. I'm not going to go through all the pros and cons. I'm not going to go through a checklist for you. You're going to have to do some homework because it's not all the same, and it's not all perfect for each person. I will make, mention Backblaze, which I think is going to get my nod think it's going to get my check mark and for one reason and I'm going to give that to you but we started this whole we started this whole rabbit hole talking about crash plan used to be the tops as consumer backup and all the blog articles are a changing <laughs> there I, I see I'm either picking carbonite or backblaze it's one of the two and you can use those in many, many ways, from the computer, from a third-party client, or from a NAS. Some of them. Some of them, that is. Okay, we got sync out of the way. Let's be careful with that. We can use it with as a backup, but we have to be careful with that. Let's talk about Backblaze, which, which is my pick, by the way. But it's not necessarily the first home client that I would be picking. I would be picking their business client, which is like, Dave, I'm back in business. I'm back to paying the big du- the big bucks. Well, yes, but let's let's break it down. Make this like more math. Good gosh, more math. It's a bit on the pricey side. If you go out to their calculator at Backblaze and you look. Their small business plan, which is back, Backblaze B2. B2. 5,000 gigabytes is 5 terabytes. At 12 months is about $300. Now that equates, the same amount of data equates to only $120 on crash plan. So right then and there, if you're under five terabytes, yeah, you might still want to stay on the crash plan, right? But there's a lot of caveats that you may want to move that we've spoken about. It only starts to be cheaper than crash plan at the two terabyte and lower level. If you've got one terabyte and you're storing this on a Synology NAS, I think it's a no-brainer. If you've got one to two terabytes and you're storing it on a QNAP, NAS, I think it's a no-brainer. You use Backblaze B2 because there is a built-in service in QNAP that will just grab a folder, put it on Backblaze B2, done. And you pay for what you use, which that, that is cool. That's the service, that, that's, that's what business is built for. Pay for what you use, 
No more, no less, right? If you have a NAS, I, I think it's a no-brainer to do this. Amazon Drive's got a service. If you're a Prime member, you get an unlimited photo storage and you get 5 gigs extra for video. 100 gigabytes is $12 a year. $12. 1 terabyte of data is $60 a year. You can use those guys. They do have apps on NAS as well. Fully automated. Synology and QNAP. Just zip. Done. I'm on the one terabyte plan. I have 613 gigabytes of photos, videos, and disk station backups. So I do things a little different. I do things a little different. And we probably need to talk about that because I view these type of plans as file dump backups. Right? It's just... I've got my big lump of photos listed as a year. 2017 folder has everything I've taken in 2017 broken down how I want to lump, file dump backups is I guess what I'm calling it, file dump. And just boom, just dump a big bunch of files into a directory on a cloud somewhere. Keep that for me. I may need that back someday. It's my insurance, right? What is that not a big file dump backup? It is not versioning. Now, you document folks out there, you document heads, you business guys may need versioning. Versioning, if I make a change to a document and I accidentally control X something, a big wad of text and I go over and I accidentally control C uh, Amazon link well I just lost all of my data from that word document that I was supposed to paste into a different location but I forgot and the phone rang and I, I goofed it all up maybe I saved it or I didn't realize it until a day later versioning you can go back almost infinitely and look at the different saves of that file versions it creates versions that you can go back in time in that single document or that powerpoint or whatever it is something you're changing right something you're creating you document heads i guess i'm calling you file dump backups are not versioning they are not versioning this is important to you guys so heads up carbonite and Backblaze offer unlimited versions. Unlimited versions. And those services may be of value to you. Now, how do I tackle this? I don't think this through. I do versioning and file dump backups, both. So on each PC, I have a backup program that came with my NAS and it backs up my files and it versions them. So I can go search through a backup and I can go back in time with a little date slider and ooh, I want to go back to this one. Bam. I can grab it. Right? 
And then at night, those those backups go out to the cloud. You can do that. You don't have to you don't have to send it to the cloud. You don't have to. You can do it. I mean, who who says that even mine is the right way to do it? I it could be the, the kludgiest way to do it. You could just edit your documents on the NAS. Just do it that way. And then it does all that business for you. Everybody has their own way to do it. Think it through, though. Maybe how you're doing it today with CrashPlan is not the way that you want to do it. Maybe you don't need versioning. Maybe you don't. I don't know. I don't know. If you're making me pick, I am going to pick Backblaze. Whether it's the single computer or it's the B2 service. If you're going to make me pick. I'm not using it. So don't blame me. They raise their prices next year. I, I told you how I'm using it. it, it I, I'm pretty simple. I'm pretty simple. I think what I would do is evaluate my local on-site storage. How am I doing it today? Are you doing it via server, Windows 10, 2011, Windows Home Server, NAS, whatever you're doing, USB drive. Evaluate what you're doing and make sure it's the smartest way that you can back up your data today. And then go from there. I would recommend something with a NAS. Use a cloud service that directly ties to a NAS. That way you don't have horrible, I'm not saying horrible third-party solutions because there are good third-party solutions. Uh, Cloudberry is a good solution. Arc Backup, arcbackup.com. That's a, that's a good third-party backup utility if you're using a PC-based server. If you're using a NAS Use something built into that NAS. Use one of those services, which there are a lot. Um, yeah, there, there's there's plenty. There's something there for everybody, right? Huh? Did we get through it? Do we? What's a timestamp here? Thirty-seven minutes. I got a lot of um, a lot of radio show pausing in there, right? You know how the radio hosts pause eloquently. To let you think a little bit. They think a little bit. A lot of white space in radio. Yeah, that's because they're trying to get to the next segment where there's a commercial so they can make a little money. (laughs) All right, speaking of next segment, if you would like to advertise on this podcast, you may do so by just drop me an email. David at McCabe.io. I've got rates for the rest of the year. I've got... Ads for the forums, the blog, all that good stuff, and podcast. All that is ready to go with stats and the mechanism in which we will communicate. That's all out there. It's, it's ready to go. It's ready for you to advertise your company. So give me, a, give me an email. I want to talk about one last thing. Just one last thing. And it's Wi-Fi. That subject near and dear to my heart. CE Pro wrote up. Well, did you know that Cedia was this week? Cedia. The big, like, pro electronic show. This is where all the integrators get together 
and talk about how they can get a dollar out of your pocket with a big TV and some automation and some control for gear and all that kind of good stuff. And Eero is cozying up to them, according to CE Pro, by creating POE for Eero, as well as RMS, a remote uh, network management. So let's say you're an integrator and you've got 20 customers and you're going to get a piece of software where you can see at a glance all your customers and what their networks look like and you can jump on and make changes for that customer, right? Good stuff. That's a way for you to increase your bottom line by selling month-to-month services. Also, POE, which I said in my post has always been at the top of my wish list for Eero, being able to put it on Ethernet without power. That means you can throw it in the ceiling. Ceiling mount that thing. You can throw it on a wall, wherever. Just wherever you need. And you don't have to supply the wall wart to power it. Well, Eero is not natively PoE enabled. So what they're actually doing is splitting. So you're going to inject the power on that Ethernet and you're going to place your Eero into a plastic case which has a splitter, meaning Ethernet in and it will split off via two wires, a power wire and an Ethernet wire. It will split the power off and then you can plug those into your Eero. It's a little messier. It's a little messier than having it built in. And I'm honestly not sure why Eero didn't put that into the package, into the uh, version 2 to begin with. I don't know. But they didn't, so they've got a little device, and who knows what that's going to cost. You, home networking person, are not going to be able to buy it. They don't want you to buy it. They want an integrator to buy it and sell it to you as a package. So we'll see about that. Maybe there's something we can do to get those in the fu- in the near future. I don't know when they're going to be released. We're still waiting for more information from Eero about that. But that's kind of a kind of good news. It's kind of good news. I, I like to see that. I think that's all. I think we're going to get out of here. Don't forget to uh, follow on Twitter, McCabe IO. You know what? Out there in the forums, there's a little box out there that says if you shop, click here. So New egg, whatever stuff out there. Dell, who I, I don't remember who I've got out there. I've got a new, a new partner I'm going to be talking about in the near future. Gearbest. Have you heard of Gearbest? Man, if you go to Gearbest.com, it's it's like the Chinese outlet mall. I I don't want to offend anybody, but it's like one big huge table <laughs> in Hong Kong, and they've just got everything. I mean, it is completely bonkers how much stuff they have. And some of it's at a really good price. Now you got all all of those Chinese like top brands like Huawei and Chewy and you know those tablets and laptops and all that cool stuff and DJI, you know for drones. It all it's got quality brands, but it also has which I don't know if they're quality or not, but it's got some off-branded things that you'd never heard of, but maybe it's it's big in China. Who knows? I'm rambling. 
but it's cool. I get I get lost at GearBest.com. So I'll have a link out there. I, I, I don't have it now. I'm kind of just now getting up to speed with GearBest and doing some reviews for them. And I'll put a link out there in that box. It's a top right of the forums. Go shop, click that. And there's also a deals section down at the very bottom of the forum. There's a deals and there's a marketplace too. Go into deals and subscribe to that forum and you'll get... Um, you'll get reminders when that thing, uh, when something new posts there. And a lot of guys put things in there. A lot of good stuff goes on sale. We'll throw it in there. All right, that's Reset 30. We'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening. This has been Reset, a member of the Geeks Network. Check out thegeeksnetwork.com for more great podcasts and forums. Reset can be found at mccabe.io, youtube.com slash McCabe for the videos and on Twitter at McCabe.io. Intro and outro music by Daryl Lee. Find Daryl Lee at SoundCloud.com, Daryl Lee Music. That's D-E-R-L-E-E, music. Support of this podcast can be done at Patreon.com slash David McCabe. And if you wouldn't mind, throw a couple stars out there on iTunes if you get a chance to. Thank you for supporting, and I'll see you next week on Reset. Reset.